What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Amari of Real Show. This is Amari. Today we have an awesome guest. Honestly, like one of the few people that was so easy to reach out to. I always have a complaint when I reach out to people, and, and that is like sometimes some guests are just hard to find or talk to, even like you know, you message them, they see your message, and they don't even reply. And then you say, hey, it's a for a podcast. And they're like, oh, yeah, sorry I didn't say anything earlier. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> But, Jen, um, how do I pronounce your last name? My my last name is actually Gouldner. But Gouldner. on social media, I always yeah. put Niffer because I'll go by Jen or Niffer. Okay, okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. So so if I were to introduce you to somebody, how would you like to be introduced as Jen Jennifer just, or just Jen. Just Jen. Jen. There you go. I always say there's too many Jennifers in the world, so that's why sometimes I'll go by Niffer because no one goes by that. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Uh, so yeah, so Jen Niffer, is that okay? Can I can we go that that's route? Perfect. Good, good, go good, good. Um. So yeah, so we have Jen Niffer. Did I pronounce that right? I always. <laughs> do, do you know the full name Jennifer? Yeah. I basically just. Split it up, oh, Jen Niffer. That's why. <laughs> Is it clicking now? Yes. I, I didn't get <laughs> Yeah. Well, and especially being in this, because I'm not going to lie, there have been um, times where I had someone like stalk me and look yeah, me yeah. up. So I always use alternate names that yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to worry about that. So I'll just take my entire name and split it into <laughs> Jen Niffer. Yeah. Do you want me to like cut this part out or you're fine with that? Oh, I don't know. Okay. 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 Good, good, good. <laughs> Just making sure. Just in case it's whoever person or people are stalking you, they won't be able to find you. Don't stalk people. It's not <laughs> nice. Um, so anyway, so yeah, like you were honestly like super easy to reach to and like so nice about it too. Like I I was impressed. I'm like, oh my God, this is a nice person. <laughs> like, wow, this is great. Um, that's crazy. That's not the norm though. I can understand that people are cautious, especially if it's someone you're not familiar with. So I yeah. get that. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, putting, putting myself in their shoes. Like I, I understand that there's this random guy talking to you about a podcast. Like, what is his deal? Like, what are you trying to get out of this? You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. like, honestly, I, if you don't have to, I'm not trying to force you to do a podcast with me but if you are up for it please you know I, and like mm -hmm. I, i love meeting new people too honestly this podcast is technically an excuse to get to know people and meet people so yeah. it's not really completely like only for that but i honestly like use it to like be able to network and just meet people just for fun so um Jen, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So please, can you give me a little bit of a background of who you are? Uh, just for you to know, uh, she's a model. Like, we have a model on the podcast. I'm so happy about that. Um, <laughs> I have a model friend who actually went to Miss Universe. Um, oh, from, I'm not that good. <laughs> Sorry, guys. From, <laughs> from Aruba. Shout out to... Uh, the jean zimmerman she's great she's an awesome human being but anyways uh -huh. um please tell me a little bit about yourself i know and when i first came here i said how far do you want me to go back because i can <laughs> go all the way back so briefly going back um i'm actually from berks county i was born and raised in reading 
Um, for about three or four years of my life, I moved to Florida. Parents went through a really bad split when I was a kid, and we moved down there. And one of the interesting things that happened down there, we lived in southern Florida. There was no one there. It was after Hurricane Andrew. Um, it was all in disarray. And then my dad went through a lot of stuff mentally, you know, went mm -hmm. through a divorce with my mom, and mm -hmm. it just left us, him, raising four kids. So with his depression and everything he was going through, he, I'm, I'm giving air quotes here, homeschooled us, mm. but we weren't really homeschooled. We just didn't go to school for about four years. Wow. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, do you, I'm like, eh, technically you don't need second through fifth grade because I didn't do that <laughs> and I turned out okay. <laughs> but it was weird then. So after we lived there, we moved back to Reading. Yeah. Now again, isolated in Florida. Um, mm. Have you ever seen the movie, The Wolf Pack? No, you but probably it sounds haven't. familiar, though. It's a documentary about these people that they, they're basically raised on watching movies, and they do movie quotes, and they don't get out much, so they just recreate these videos. Oh, wow. It's, real, it's a fascinating documentary yeah. if you haven't seen it, but I related to that so much. So again, isolated for about yeah. four years in southern Florida. Uh, we lived in a row of eight apartments, and mm. I was the only one who spoke English, so that oh, wow. was interesting. I'd go up to apartment number one and we would play Spanish bingo. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd put your quarter in the pot and it, you know, they yeah. would just say like, la sandia, <laughs> el melon, bingo. <laughs> but then when I came back to Reading, thrown sixth grade into Center City School in Reading was quite a culture shock for me. I remember we had to do a project where um, the teacher said, okay, guys, draw a name brand. I'm like, what is a name brand? What, what the heck? Mm. And I noticed all the kids pulling up their sneakers and they were drawing mm. what was on their shoes. So I started doing that and I had like Kmart non-brand <laughs> shoes on. And I was just like, oh. And then they started making fun of me. That's not a name brand. That's not Nike. That's uh. not this. Um, so yeah, it was, it was really interesting. But I loved it because, I don't know if you're familiar with writing, but it's full of so much diversity. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it gave me that opportunity to figure out who I was through all that. You're exposed to all these different cultures and all these different people. And it was a great opportunity to go, who am I and where do I fit into all this? I love that. Um, yeah, I've been to Reading, actually. When I first came to the States, um, I, I, I had to go through Reading because I, I have an uncle uh, and I went to visit him. Um, and it was interesting to me because, like, honestly, it didn't feel that far from home like reading mm -hmm. seemed a little bit like the city i grew up at in the dominican republic so it was just like huh i thought united states was gonna be a little bit more different <laughs> but i guess that's reading then i came to lebanon and then i realized all right this makes more sense now we're like, yeah all right this is america for sure but and i and I'm not saying that in a bad way i just like enjoy it yeah. i can see the difference you know what i mean but so during that time like you know, finding yourself. I like that, you know, mm -hmm. when you were talking about that. Like, what did you have to do to figure out who you are? You know, did you, have, did you just, like, realize, like, okay, like, mm -hmm. I am this person. Like, I like this type of yeah. stuff. Or, like, what happened? A lot of that figuring out through clubs and activities. Mm. Uh, for me, too, when I had to go back to school, they 
the school basically, I remember I went to the main office and they're like, oh my gosh, these kids haven't been in school for three, four years. And basically they started talking to me like, like I was dumb. Mm. And they're like, oh, what's, what's six times six? What's seven times eight? And I froze up. I'm like, yeah. what am I going to do? So they tested us and I ended up testing in advance and everything, <laughs> um, which was kind of funny. But my dad was a contractor, so he would take us to work with him and we'd have to measure, do things, stuff like that. Oh. But once I was in the school, so I was in all honors classes, which was what? great. And um, I got involved in clubs. One of the most favorite clubs I was involved in was actually called Pride. It's Parent mm-hmm. Resource Institute for Drug Education. And we would go around to different schools and basically promote like drug-free lifestyle for kids in other schools. And through that, I learned how to dance. They used to make fun of me and say, Jen, you can't even do the butterfly. And I, I got pretty good <laughs> at dancing. So again, being in, being in the city of Reading, you're exposed to all the different cultures. You know, awesome. I'd go to my friend's house and we'd have like basement parties and mm-hmm. hang out and they teach you how to dance and do stuff. So that's one club It got me involved into dance. I got really involved in art. I got really involved in school show and chorus. And I noticed that I was always kind of gravitating towards the arts. Yeah, I can, I can like you know see that we like even your instagram by the way you guys should follow her for sure um it's so artsy like i, I really enjoy because because your pictures have like a meaning behind them usually like that's what I, at least yeah at least even in, in the caption like you post something with some type of message which i like i love mm-hmm. um have you always been that way like th- with that intentionality uh, when you do stuff Or do you feel like over time you have matured or grown to that point? I think it's definitely been a growing process through the entire thing. And I think you change and adapt through it. And I mean, as an adult now, I've only been, I'd say, modeling for maybe two years. I've always had an interest and a passion in it. And when I was in middle school, I took a model and acting class. But I'm like, "Eh, no, I'll do more behind the scenes stuff. I'll do the makeup or I'll do the camera work. And... Actually, a friend of mine got into photography, and he's like, Jen, I need a model. Can you just come and pose and let me use my camera? Well, I'm not a model, but okay, I'll come do it. And at that time, I was going through a lot of personal stuff in my relationship that really wreaked havoc on my self-esteem. I wasn't feeling good about myself. I couldn't look at myself and feel beautiful. Mm. So it's difficult to stand in front of a camera and show that. So I think that's one of the things that I've kind of been doing through that is learning like how to feel comfortable and confident with me. And that's grown tremendously because initially when I would do it, I always tell people, I show up to these shoots and a lot of times it's like early 20-year-old models. I'm 35 years old. I'm a mom of two. My kids are my life, my world. I love them to death. and But that's a big part of who I am. And I don't want to hide that. So now I'm getting more into body positivity and instead of hiding the things that I'm afraid of saying no I'm a mom I have flaws I have this kind of body and I've been getting the most response to that than anything I've gotten because I think other women or people look at that and they can relate to it it's not fake it's it's real and that's when I'm that's definitely the path that I just started taking now I like how how you said about like the beginning how you felt like I don't know if I can even do this, you know, because of yeah. your whole situation, right? But um, what motivated you to keep going? You know, because you mm-hmm. could have said at the beginning, like, you know, I don't think I'm like I'm suited for this. You know, what yeah. what was that thing that like pushed you 
I think it's funny you ask that because I think just last week I called my mom on the phone and I said, Mom, have I always been this way? Because I'm the type of person where if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And if you tell me I can't do it, I'm going to show you 10 ways that I can because I've always had this persistent attitude that I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Wow. Uh, I love that. Uh, You I love when people like say that type of stuff because it shows the, the how courageous you know they are mm-hmm. and i appreciate um that because that's my goal with this you know i want to tell people you can do it you know mm-hmm. many times like uh we see ourselves in a way that it's negative and and i and i even wrote that on my on my book within i, I said the moment that you're able to have a positive view of who you are Mm-hmm. that's the moment that you're gonna be able to embark in any type of project and don't feel any type of shame um because at the end of the day shame is what stops you you know that that feeling of like i don't know if i'm sick for this because of set yeah. situation or set person or whatever you know what i mean like when you take that moment to realize like you know what like yeah i'm gonna show you mm-hmm. how it's done um now at the beginning like on your of your modeling career you know did you always have that goal and idea to say like all right i want to sh- i want to have a message within my pictures or what was it something that like you learned to mm. do eventually I've always been interested in people's stories and I think that's one of the things that I really liked about your podcast and coming on here one of the shoots I did recently was actually in Lebanon. I showed up at Scott Church Studio, one mm-hmm. of the studios that I shoot up up here. And the photographer said, like, I feel bad. You came all the way up here to come to a studio and I want to go walk around the city. Are you okay with that? I'm like, no, let's go do it. And we ended up finding an assisted living facility. And I said, let's just go sit and talk with the people. So I just sat there on the bench. I'm talking to them. And he got their permission and we, we photographed some of it. And when we got up and I walked away, I looked at the photographer and I said, this is why I do it. I said, everyone has a story, everyone. But for some reason, we're deemed to think that their story is less significant than someone else's. And to me, it's it's not that case. So I always wanted to know everyone's story. So when you show up at these shoots, you get that. And it's amazing because I'm surrounded by some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen, some of the most intelligent people, mm-hmm. some of the most talented artists. And... You, you might go into a shoot and see this gorgeous woman and then she's there going, oh, I feel I feel awful about myself today. I'm going through this and this is wrong and this is wrong. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you're 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 so great. So it's just been it's been interesting for me to learn that about people. And it's amazing. People share that with me and, and, and how much they open up. And I, I appreciate learning that about people. Well, when it comes to like that aspect of, of you know, the models or models who like Mm -hmm. go through that like i don't feel good about myself but i don't think i'm as good or there there's a Mm -hmm. lot of like comparing how do you approach that yourself how do you like say do you have like some type of ritual or or, like say something to yourself that you're like all right um you know i'm not gonna feel this way like is there something that you do i it, it does come down to having a level of confidence. Okay. And I feel like that's that's why I've reached that point where I don't want to hide things about myself that I'm uncomfortable with. So if I put it out there and show everything of who I am, I, I attribute no shame to that. That's awesome. 
Thank oh, you. Well, thank you. No, no, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, let me tell you why I think it's awesome because I, <laughs> I'm gonna go back a little bit. I'm gonna tell go you a story. I'm gonna tell, tell you a story. Um, so at some point in my life, I'm not gonna say when or where or with who. At some point, I was having an interaction with somebody close to me, at the time, at least, and I was talking to them about you know what I'm doing in my life and stuff and. Um, It was a aromantic relationship. Yeah. You know, that's as much as, much as I'm going to say. And uh, said person said, you know, at the beginning of getting to know you, I wasn't sure that the person that you appear to be on social media is the person that you are in real life. And and to me, I was, I was that was such like, so I, so I opening because mm -hmm. like, I never even, even, you know, thought of that. Like I was like, yo, <laughs> Honestly, like I pr think you're probably the first person to at least express that openly mm -hmm. because like I am as genuine, like I am the same person on camera that I am like off camera. Like, I have, I don't need to act a certain way or put a, a persona yeah. to make people think I am this great human being. Like honestly, like I don't change behavior, you know? And, and so when you say that, like, You want to show people who you are genuinely and have that confidence mm -hmm. to do it. Uh, I, you know, I feel like, all right, I think I'm not the only person who, like, it's genuinely just being themselves. Yeah. Which I could see that from just looking at your social media, like, and even the way you replied when I reached out to you, like, it was so graceful. I think that's the word mm -hmm. I want to say. Now, How do you build that confidence? That's that's something that was in my head uh, when you were talking about that. What do you? Is there something that you do for that? Because I know a lot of oh women struggle with that. I know. I'm here. Oh, that's a great question. And I'm 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 like at, at a loss for how to answer that right now. <laughs> I'm like, fine. how do you build confidence? Because if it was something I could, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. articulate and tell, and I think that's the thing. Like when people are going through stuff, I try to talk out loud like however yeah. i'm thinking thinking oh well it works for my brain it's working for me just do this and i'm learning that that doesn't work though mm -hmm. my brain doesn't work like everyone else's yeah um i really believe in positive thinking i think that's where it all starts is how you think if you're gonna think negatively that affects your actions that affects your behaviors and that's gonna affect the outcome so you have to keep this positive frame of mind yeah i like that yeah uh and, and i think that makes sense it's just The, the reason I ask is because, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you see all the time with different women who, you know, mm -hmm. are trying to, because it's, it's a job, you know, and, and yeah. there's work that is put into it. I mean, it's not just simply posing in front, in front of a camera, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's putting yourself out there for people to judge you, I guess. Cause, You really are, yeah. yeah. I think everyone puts themselves out there to be judged. Just like you said, you know, you, you put yourself out there and you're choosing, do you want it to be real and authentic or do you want to create an image of yourself? Mm. So everyone's doing that right now. And I think that's one of my fears that people aren't being real. And what, something that became really eye-opening for me was um, I posted a picture of myself and someone I don't even know, a woman sent me a message, a private message, and she said, oh my God, I love your body. I wish you, I had your body. I don't like mine. Mm. And I really went, oh my 
gosh. And I had this whole inner dialogue thinking, am I making other women, women feel bad about themselves? And I think you have to reach a point where you realize you cannot control other people's feelings. You're only in control of what you do and what you say. So I, I, that's what, where my shift kind of came in, where I went, okay, I want to show more realness about me. So you'll see on my social media, I'll post pictures where I'm wearing makeup, where maybe the photographer smoothed out my skin a little, but then I'll post a story where I'm making a ridiculous face and there's no makeup on. And it's like, no, no, guys, this is what I look like. This is what you see, that this is fake and this is what's real. That's awesome. So uh, the intentionality of, uh, you know, creating that space where people know, okay, this is what's staged and yeah. then this is what it's real, which I actually like how you include your, your kids, you know, in uh, your whole life and, and how you are so like, you know, honest about that and, and cool about it. Cause like you, you know, just, I think there's a, um, if I'm not mistaken, you either shared or posted either yourself or somebody else's picture how like oh. you will protect your children i think yeah i think i think it's something that you share about somebody else like mm -hmm. i think it's a mom like with like arrows in her back and like protecting her children and stuff yeah. like that was really i did and then yeah. i posted some um uh, by like a nuclear power plant it's off in the distance in the background and it's me and my kids yeah. and, and again i think what am i trying to convey and how can i convey that via an image So that's that's where that comes in, and and I like I said, my kids are my world and my everything, and I would do anything for them. So, of course, I want them involved in what I'm doing. I I also want them to grow up to to love who they are. So I'll say to my daughter like, "Who do you love?" And now she actually comes out and she goes, "I love mom. I love dad." She'll go through the list and she goes, "I love myself," and mm -hmm. that's what I want for my kids. I want them to not not feel shame about loving yourself because you do it to adults now. You say, "Oh, do you love yourself?" that's an uncomfortable thing for a lot of people to say. And it shouldn't be because if you're incapable of loving yourself, you're not going to be good to anyone else. Yeah, I I completely agree on that note. Like I was, uh, I've been thinking a lot about that lately because I see people, especially Valentine's Day coming up and, and the whole thing like, oh, I'm single and I, I don't have anybody uh, to spend it with. I'm like, first of all, look, <laughs> If you want to spend it with someone, make the effort to invite somebody. Because we are, we always want to be the ones being invited. Oh, like this person like, mm -hmm. asked me out. Like I get it, and I get why you will want that and like that. But also make the effort to do it for somebody else. You know, and it doesn't have to be only, you know, romantic. Like you can invite a friend that you haven't seen in a while. Exactly. You know, and so on that note, like I always say to people, look, you need to learn how to appreciate who you are without the validation of somebody else saying that to you which exactly. it can be hard sometimes it can be for any person at certain points if you're struggling and you have to find your your own identity because i think what some people do is they latch onto a person and whether it's a love interest or someone and that becomes their identity and then if that relationship fails or something doesn't work out your identity goes with that. And you have people that do that with their careers. That's why, you know, you have CEOs investing everything in a company, company goes down, their life is still okay, but they fall apart because that was their identity. Mm. And I think that's why you see why my interests are all over the place. I don't want to put all of myself in one pot. I do the modeling. I do some makeup. I, at Halloween time, I help run haunted houses. I act in That's them. Great. I do makeup. So 
I put I put my identity as, as a reflection of everything. And I think depending on who you interact with, they get little parts of your identity. Yeah. I never saw it like that. Thank you. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I'm learning. This is, you know, honestly, it's something else low-key that I don't tell people about the podcast, but they're going to know now. It's um, learning. Like, mm-hmm. I always love to hear the perspective of the person in front of me because... Um, they know so much that i don't know like especially in like modeling for example Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i've modeled like (laughs) once but i pay for it (laughs) it wasn't i didn't didn't get paid for it or to do that i paid to be able to have pictures taken but something i want to touch on that part like how hard it was to get into that field at the beginning how difficult is it yeah it's not too difficult i'd say it takes some time to get to the ability where at least for me as a model that you can charge for it you have to build up a portfolio you have to show what you're capable of doing and basically i'm marketing myself so my image is everything i'm doing that's what i'm selling is me oh that sounds awful (laughs) maybe maybe we should edit that out no um but yeah that that's where it comes down to is you know what what are you doing no no i agree but um so did you like build your portfolio like over time or was something that you like said okay this day i'm gonna like take a bunch of pictures and that's what i'm gonna use like how does that work uh well when you first start a lot of, you do a lot of for trade work so basically it's a photographer will give you their time and photographs for your time to model for them so it's an equal trade gotcha. and both both benefit from that this photographer is getting help in practice with his photography and the model gets photos for her portfolio so that was like the first year of what i did and then I read a book, oh, it's called Real Artists Don't Starve. It was a really good book. And mm. one of the things it talks about is knowing your worth. I'm a very nice person. So I'm the type of person that'll go, okay, I'll shoot with you. I won't charge. We'll just shoot. We'll just do this. And over time you realize, okay, I, st- I, w- I want to make money out of this. So what can I do to, to make this part of almost like a career? This isn't my full-time job. This is something that I do just on the side, you know, extra money. And on top of that, connecting with people. Again, this connecting yeah, and getting sure. to know people. Because I think we live in a world now where social media is in abundance. I can tell you I have this many thousands of followers or friends, but sometimes people just feel alone. And I think this is what's missing is this human face-to-face interaction. Um. Thank you. Oh, well, I'm, I keep saying thank you. I feel like I'm really thankful today. Oh, I'm thankful. <laughs> thank you. Um, no, you're you're totally right. And and I always make a point to tell people like, if you can make time to go out there and like, just socialize, like get you know. I know it can. I I know it can be awkward sometimes to um, you know meet someone. That you don't know or make the effort to say, mm-hmm. hey, I am whatever, you know, I am Amari. Uh, this is what I do with my life. Who are you? You know, like yeah. it can be uncomfortable, but get out of your comfort zone to get to know people because of what you just said. And that's where you're going to grow, getting out of that comfort zone. Yeah. Which now, what do you do for like as a full time job then? So a full-time job I work for, it's called United Disability Services, and we provide waiver services to people with disabilities. So basically, our goal is to try to keep people in the home that have disabilities. Um, And we cover things that insurance does not cover. So for instance, let's say, and, and again, 
this is my job. I go into people's homes and I learn their stories. Um, you have people that are paralyzed. They've been through really traumatic things. And it's my job to go in there and interview them and find out what happened and what services we can line up to keep them in the home. Wow. So so that's like your full-time job, but yeah. then the modeling is just like on the side. That's my fun thing, yeah. <laughs> How important do you think it is to have a hobby? It's very important, very important. And it's like you said, it's not easy. I'm a single mom to two kids and I work full time. So I have to work to make time. And sometimes it comes down to sacrificing. Like right now, if you go into my home, there's a pile of laundry there. I could be at home doing laundry right now, but instead I chose to go out and shoot and I'm, I'm going to go home tomorrow, well, tonight and then tomorrow mm -hmm. and I'm going to be tired and I'm going to have to make up for a lot of lost time. But It's that important to me because, again, it's my identity. And you have to think eventually, you know, kids grow up and move out of the house. Things happen and change. I need, like you said, I need to be happy with who I am at the end of the day. And I'm not going to be happy if I'm not doing things I'm passionate about. Yeah. Uh, I I think that the art of having a hobby nowadays is getting lost, especially, like, because of social media and the internet and, like, binge watch. Binge watching like shows mm -hmm. um or movies and like not really going out and spending time doing something that like you haven't tried before you know and i think that like the idea of again getting out of your comfort zone is getting like harder and harder for most people i wouldn't say everybody but most people to mm -hmm. do uh on that note but now what do you think that people should know about like models that they they don't really know like the the hidden secret hidden models. secrets of models yeah. i need to know what the hidden secrets of models are <laughs> what, what's happening behind closed doors um the biggest thing is that everyone's real people yeah. yeah they they all have stories i love going there and you know i'm meeting other moms and we're sharing pictures of our kids uh -huh. behind the scenes and maybe i need to do that shoot more of the behind the scenes model pics because it's so yeah. fun to see what goes on and Personally, some of the closest friends in my life right now, I met through modeling. They're the ones I call when I'm in, you know, having really hard times and need someone to talk to. So it's it's building that network, that community of people. Yeah, I I, I, I think that once because you see the picture pictures and you're like, wow, this person looks amazing. They must have everything like figure out. But really, maybe they're struggling. And they, yeah. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, eye-opening at least for me because usually like when i've met models like as my friend for example like she went to miss you and she's mo the most humble human being you could ever meet. like i was like wait i was taking a class i met her at in school and yeah. i was taking a class and uh i remember like talking to her and one time she's like hey i have to tell you something I'm like all right what's up what's going on tell me she's like um you know i went to miss universe and like i'm a model i'm like yeah and i'm a billionaire <laughs> like <Yeah>. sure <laughs> uh, and then she showed me and i'm like what <laughs> that's crazy but she wouldn't tell anybody cause she would be like yeah know, she wouldn't want to people to like her just because oh i'm a model I relate to that, though, because I don't really tell people that I model or I feel weird using that term. Like, I, I don't just go if you go, oh, I model. Yeah. If it comes up in conversation, I usually say, oh, I'm an artist. I mm. like to express myself, you know, through photography. I, you know, because it, it feels, I don't know. I don't know if there's, I don't know what that is, but I just, yeah, but I do model. <laughs> Clearly I do, but I always think of like the way around it to say that I do that. 
what do you wish would uh what do you want or wish it was different um about modeling mm. is there anything that you're like i wish this was not like this at all like i wish this would be completely different it's the biggest thing with modeling is you really have to get in with a good group of people and when you're first starting out that can be difficult because you don't know who to trust there 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 are people out there that might not have good intentions or you know all these different things and that part I don't like I didn't like the guessing work in the beginning I was fortunate I had the friend who was into photography and I trusted him um but I think he took me to to a location and I had photographers coming up to me that first day people I, they didn't even ask my name before asking my name it'd be like hey do you shoot nude I'm like wait what <laughs> hi nice to meet you my name is Jen you know so it's you know it's that it's part was a little off yeah I was a lot to to filter through so now I I definitely have my set of people that I really prefer to work with and I'm still cautious people are telling me now they said oh join this group or do this or promote yourself and put yourself out there but then you're opening yourself up to the world and you don't know what kind of person might try to book you or get you and that you know you just really have to take safety concerns in mind what would you recommend for people um male or females who are trying to get into modeling like and and maybe are facing something like that you know is there anything that you like maybe have done to have an idea of if you know this is someone like Mm -hmm. I trust or like what do you usually how do you figure that out yeah it comes down to communication mm -hmm. um that's where social media can be a good thing there's model safety groups out there so if there's a, a model has a bad experience with a photographer or vice versa anything that might happen they put it out there so that models are, are forewarned and have that advance notice that's amazing I never heard that before mm -hmm. so Guys, if you're into modeling and you want to mod become a model, like look that up, because uh, that's a great resource. Yeah. Um. Now, if you were not modeling, what would you do? Like, if you were not a model, I or you didn't do that as a, your thing, uh, hobby or whatever, what would you do instead? It would definitely be something in the arts. Okay. I know my full-time job is human service field. I went to school for psychology, and I love that. I love interacting with people, but that art, artistic side of me, I always have to be doing something. So I would be painting. I would be uh, not a singer. I mean, I sing in, at home, but I won't do that to everyone <laughs> out there. Um, yeah, it would just have to be something artistic. I, I, I know that my soul needs that. Wow. That's... Uh, it's awesome that you know the answer to that so some people like don't really have yeah. so what are your hobbies I want to know what your hobbies are I love when, when guests ask me questions so thank you for that am I allowed Again. to do that is yeah, that okay please please give out <laughs> yeah please I, and people you know it's interesting because like I, I've doing I've been doing this long enough that like when I go to, to a show I always make the intention to uh, like if I'm invited like I yeah. always have the intention to ask the interviewer questions as, as well because it makes the conversation even more dynamic. Yeah. So, pro tip, if you're uh -huh. going to go to another podcast at any point, at least have one or two questions or maybe throughout the conversation that, like, mm -hmm. pops your interest, uh, ask the guys a question because then, like, the conversation just flows yeah. like that. That's what I did with Scott Church. Um, I, was, I, I asked him questions because I was just like, curious to know and boom, mm -hmm. conversation happens. Um, hobbies that I have other than than podcasting um photography actually oh nice but 
just again hobby. <laughs> I've gotten paid for it. It's still <laughs> a hobby. So uh, yeah, that um, I like writing. So something I, for example, in mm-hmm. the same note that I don't tell people is uh, that I've published two books. So usually when I meet people and like we're talking. And then eventually somebody else like tells them like, oh yeah, by the way, he has published the books. And they're like, what the heck? And then they tell me like, yo, why didn't you say anything? And I'm like, I usually don't just go to people and tell them I, I published, I've published two books. Like it just doesn't happen that way unless yeah. the conversation comes up in the, t- like about the topic. So that I, I love writing. Um, and then uh, I do boxing and I always tell people, <laughs> I always tell people, look, I swear I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I have no, like, anger issues or anything like that. It's just fun. Like, I, I, it, it has given me a lot of discipline. Yeah. Which is something that I always look on when I, like, when it comes to hobbies. How, you, ha- you have to be disciplined. In a way. You know, like, because if you don't put the time and effort, like, I mean, you can still do it. But mm-hmm. it's fun when you're able to see how good you have become from since what just started to like now oh no i agree 100 percent. i think even with everything that i'm going through now i i like right now i'm challenging myself in in expressions in terms of modeling i never want to have the same photos that if i'm scrolling and looking through it's that same stoic face so i'm thinking how can i challenge myself how can i grow to show more expressions so that's cool just just a, maybe a fun question or just yeah. like a random question do you have a favorite like, like expression that you like doing when you're like talking or just like in pictures? Oh, oh, in pictures? Maybe, oh. yeah. Like, is there like a, a one favorite? Like, I really like when I make this face. Oh, not. I love when you're interacting with a photographer because then they're not forcing that expression on you. It's just coming naturally. Uh, even today, I did a, I did a fun shoot where I found a really old vintage prom dress. It had like the poofy sleeves yeah. and everything. And I said to him, I said, let's create a story out of this. Let's start with like, I'm happy. Things are going good. And then by the end, I was breaking my crown in half and <laughs> I was crying. And a friend of mine's getting into doing makeup. So she's making it look like, you know, uh, I've been crying all day. <laughs> yeah. That's that's cool. I like, I like the story aspect of... of, mm-hmm. of uh, modeling which i feel like some models and again each model is focused on one field um sometimes it doesn't happen it's just the same yeah um, i'm curious to know i'm really i have to know like how awkward it is i don't know if you have done this before when you like knew it's like is that like how extreme exposed um, to you, somebody you that you may not know yeah and maybe if you even know them like it could be yeah how does and every everyone's different some some will model nude some will model implied and that would be where it looks like you're nude but you're not really or you're kind of covering yourself again i'm very cautious about who i work with so i would only do more revealing photos with someone that i had that comfort level with or you know again that they're going to capture it the way that i envision it Mm. um like with the whole body positivity thing, my, my body is not perfect. You know, I had two kids, so that's evident. You know, I have stretch marks. I have the little mama pooch, all that stuff. But I wouldn't want a photographer to photograph that and like enhance it and sharpen it and make mm. it look worse than what it is. So, you know, and one good thing is when you start working with photographers, you know, they have their own portfolio too. You can go look at their work gotcha. and see what they're into and see if, you know, you guys can create something together. Yeah, that's another good tip. Um, yeah, I always find that like, 
curious to know because it's just one of those topics mm-hmm. that it's uh you know especially for models because you're exposed in a situation yeah. that you don't i mean you don't know the person in front of you necessarily and you want to feel safe and i yeah. think a lot of these studios and photographers will really take that into consideration where they'll make sure no one else can see you um i always take a robe with me so even if i'm even if i'm not nude sometimes i walk around in body suits or something and i put my robe on we go to wherever we're going to go and then we shoot and i put it back on so mm-hmm. things like that are you looking to do this job like as a full-time job eventually or is this mm. something that you're like this... i like it in the, in the capacity that i have right now yeah i for me right now i think i more so want it as as the part-time you know, just doing it as part of a hobby and things. I, I'm involved and interested in too many other things. And I think that's why I'm trying to take my my love of just helping people and being involved with people and learning their story and incorporating it into modeling. Um, one thing, another thing I'm doing, one of the photographers I worked with today, he we're going to do... Here's something interesting. I'm going to jump back a Please, little bit. Go ahead, go ahead. Something interesting about me. Because again, when we meet people, we make snap judgments about them. And we have ideas about what they are. And I think the more people get to know me, they're like, you're the, what? Um, I dumpster dive. Is that weird? Wait, what? Wait. I dumpster dive. What, what just happened? What just happened? This just what, went downhill. What is what? <laughs> this is great. No. Please, I will elaborate. So a few years ago, there was a... Um, man by the name of Rob Greenfield and he biked from California all the way to New York on his bike living out of nothing but dumpsters and the purpose is to bring awareness to food waste in America Uh, so that there's a purpose behind it Um, so what I do yeah so I got involved in this I'm like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna just go see I wanted to see what grocery stores were really throwing away Mm. Um, and my intention was I write to these grocery stores I'd go in and talk to the managers and say hey how about donating this food there's people out there that are hungry nope store policy says we have to throw it away um they might say expiration dates expiration dates are arbitrary they're just set up there i think baby food is the only one that's actually regulated by the fda gotcha. so people think oh bad date can't eat this no you can eat it mm-hmm. um sometimes it's just overstock um yeah. my sister old dumpster died with me we went into one dumpster and it was full of still in the box frozen vegetables frozen fish frozen everything it was like they just pulled it off the truck and dumped it um so so i'll take it and and i'll i'll put on social media and be like hey guys got all this food it came from a dumpster but if you're good with it and i have no shame i'll eat it i check it i'm i'm safe you know when lettuce goes bad and they tell you not to eat it i'm not pulling lettuce out of dumpsters (laughs) but that's that's my full roundabout story but this photographer said i love that you do that he's like can i photograph you doing that and i said yes this is what i want to do i want to bring awareness to the things that i'm passionate about but i want to photograph them so we're going to do a whole story concept where he's going to follow me and yeah that's amazing wow i've never heard that before uh so i model and i dumpster dive that's great (laughs) that's a great combination i i want to try that once can 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 I you want to come dumpster diving? Yeah. Yeah. I, def, I'm and not it, even kidding. The, and this guy, so Rob Greenfield, when he came, he came to Lancaster City yeah. and he came to Philadelphia and I went with him and, and what he did was we collected all this food and just put it out and just let people take it. And that experience itself was yeah. just like, you had people that legitimately needed this food and were so appreciative of it. It's just getting thrown away. Def, I, I'm definitely doing this. I'm not even like questioning the whole thing. I'll tell you all the stores that are awful for dumping. I know them all. Okay. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious, this is getting better by the hour. 
Um. All right. Funny story. I have. I have one for you. Yeah. So. So. Now I don't. This is not something I constantly do. I did it once, and it was just like hilarious. But and I've been telling people this lately because I just find it so funny. But last year, a the brother of a friend of mine was getting married. So I was just in the moment, and I was just like chatting with with him and like that world. And I said to him, just kidding. I was just kidding. Like, yo, I should be a groomsman in your wedding. Uh-huh. And he was like, let's go. And I'm like, bro, I'm kidding. <laughs> I swear, I got. And he was like, no, you're you're part of the wedding already. Like, I kind of take you away. And I'm like, what the heck? So I am in this wedding as a groomsman with this guy who I don't really know that well. And it's hilarious because I like, I mean, all the pictures and like people know the other people. Are like, who's who's that? <laughs> Who's that guy <laughs> in oh the corner? <laughs> How did that even happen? And I, I just, and now I want to do it again with somebody like I completely don't know. And I also want to marry people. Like I'm going to get ordained to marry people. So that oh, dumpster wow. diving, getting ordained to marry people and being a groomsman of someone who I don't know. So I, if you guys know anybody who's getting married and is looking for a groomsman, please let them know that I'll do it for free. Professionally as well. Anyways, those are some good goals. See, the more guests you have, though, you're going to be adding to that list. So you got to make sure you start marking things off. Oh yeah, no, I am. That, I let's talk about goals. Um, thank you for mentioning that. So, uh-huh. what goals do you have for 2020? Oh, for this year, I actually just talked to one photographer tonight. I, I'd really like to get published. I haven't been published ah. yet, so that's something I think would be pretty cool. What does um, publish mean? Sorry, publish I'm... means like getting getting your photograph published in a magazine. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I haven't had that done yet. I think that'd be an interesting thing to try to accomplish this year. Yeah, I've been trying that for like the last two years. Not as a oh, model, yeah? but like getting in, getting in a magazine. I almost it's difficult. I'm, yeah, I'm almost getting there, but it's just like I'm not gonna say the names because <laughs> a lot of people know them, so <laughs> but <laughs> they're local. Anyways, um, yeah. So so getting published is like one of the things you want to do this year. Why mm-hmm. is that? Why why is that like just because? Yeah, getting getting your name again, you're, you're marketing yourself. Yeah. So getting yourself out there that way. Um, and again, I want to move more towards the body positivity aspect. Sure. And the more people you get and the more followers you get and the more, you know, those opportunities are going to make it more possible that I can reach more people with the messages that I'm trying to convey. Do you believe in like writing your goals? Do you write them or you just go for them? Do you just do them? Uh, right now, I'm just going for them but I think writing has it holds you more accountable when you write it a goal that's written is something you're more likely to work towards I do it for my job there's a lot of goals and things I'm working for in my job right now and I write those goals and things that I want to accomplish and right now my job's been very time consuming so that's where a lot of my energy has been going yeah for sure now wait you said you studied psychology right I did which I always find intriguing when I meet people who studied psychology because my mom graduated from college with a psychology degree, so oh, she nice. uses with me all the time, and it's like annoying. Nah, I'm kidding. It's great. <laughs> but how do you feel that your career and even the stuff that you're interested in has influenced your work specifically? Like, do you feel there's any correlation? With like you're you wanting to do body positivity mm-hmm. with your modeling work or do you feel like that's just who you are and has nothing to do with your career or what you studied i think it's all connected with me it's all about connecting to people and talking to people 
Um, and I think you have to be able to do that in modeling. You have to be able to do that in anything, even in a job. If you can't communicate well, you, you know, that's, it's going to be a total breakdown. So I think, yeah. And I, I have to, especially my job, help to deescalate people mm. and help to, you know, keep people calm. And I, I'd like to think that I'm really, really good at that. I'm really good at com- communicating and connecting with people and empathizing. Um, actually, by my desk, I keep a note and it says, those that are the most difficult to love need it the most. Wow. And I keep that there for those difficult times, for those difficult people, whether it's in, you know, what I'm doing work-wise or what I'm professionally doing. You're going to encounter those people and you just have to think, you know, whatever they're going through, that's what I want to get to, the root of what the issue is. Now, I like what you said about communication um, and and psychology overall because that's all Mm -hmm. connected. But do you think that your your work specifically with modeling can have a like long lasting impact in people's life or do you think it's just something that like they see it and boom it's gone and they don't really have it doesn't really have any because there's so much content out there that that's true and one of my goals is always to create something that makes people stop and think um lately i people reach out and they'll tell me, oh, you're such an inspiration. And every time I've seen that word recently, I stop and I really think about that. What does it mean to be an inspiration? And to be honest, I, I think I'm I'm the most critical person on myself than anyone else could be. And I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not being enough. What do you mean I'm an inspiration? No, I'm not. And I, I always feel bad saying that because it sounds almost like you're fishing for compliments. You're fishing for someone to say, no, you are an inspiration. But that's legitimately how I how feel. feel I feel like, no, I could be doing so much more. But, you know. Yeah, I completely agree on that. No, like I tell people, constantly people, oh, you're doing so much. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, this is I, nothing. I feel like I'm doing anything. Like. Uh, like I feel like I should be doing more, so I oh, definitely gosh. like feel the same way on that. Like, and sense. you're doing so much right now. Wait, yeah. When's your your workshop? Isn't that coming it's up? It's coming up next week. So oh, I have gosh. I have two workshops going on this month, and then I have like I go to high schools and do like presentations to the kids because they need it so much. You know? And what is that? Is that on entrepreneurship? Uh, yeah, mainly. Yeah, so it's on entrepreneurship, but I apply like a lot of like personal development content in, within that because i don't know if you have heard about like tony robbins oh yeah okay so yeah, yeah. so my guy tony robbins is not a sponsor in this podcast but i love not him. yet I'm not yet yeah <laughs> um but anyway so he he said something once that like i never forget he said that 80 percent of business it's psychological because if you are not able to frame your mindset to believe that you can achieve what you are set out you have set out to achieve you're mm-hmm. not gonna make it because you're gonna be stopping yourself every time you know and, and you are gonna keep trying but because your mindset is not aligned with you know your goals mm-hmm. it's just not gonna happen so i always make sure that i point that out to the kids like look the people you hang out with the stuff that you do on your free time all of that will have a result on your overall life and right now you you it seems like everything is fine because your parents take care of you but the moment that you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. there's nobody there to say hey you know take 50 bucks here to 
whatever like you you're gonna have to work yeah and if it, it's just like i just feel a lot for people who like are having a hard time like mentally speaking because i've been there i know how it feels yeah and i'm in, pretty sure you have in all those areas i think i i know even for me growing up people again this this judgments people make about you they're like oh you must be so and i go no that's not the case i grew up v- pretty poor not having money not having things um so so that that's very difficult is just trying to convey that to people and let them know no no this this is actually how I was and and I could have chosen to be a product of what I was brought into I've I had you know parents dealing or you know mom dealing with addiction issues I I grew up in a single family home with just my dad raising four kids trying the best that he can do all these different things I could have became something that I'm not and and you have to take that control over your life but then I do recognize that there's privileges and there's things that you know people don't always have have the same access to things as others um you know I I would love I think my sister she moved down to Florida and she went through a really hard time and she ended up coming back up a few years ago and she stayed with me and she's like Jen you know thank God I have you to stay with because if not where would I have gone? We have, you know, my dad was living with one of my other siblings. My mom is living like in the projects, you know, and and because of her income and her things that she's going through. So we don't have those resources. We don't have those things to pull off of that other people do. Yeah. That's just that to the point. I mean, it's just like when you have so much going on in your life that is external to you and internally you it's affecting you that much you're just not gonna be able to to you know accomplish some of the stuff because you're just blocking yourself you know Mm -hmm. and and so yeah that's what i do with the kids and i talk to them about that and just like hey guys like look i i understand that life sucks sometimes like you're gonna have it hard at some points Mm -hmm. but also know that the moment that you realize like you know positive thinking you know that 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 idea of like you can make it happen you're definitely gonna be able to i can tell you from experience i can tell you because it's not like you know people see me and they think oh my god you have it you have everything figured out like Mm -hmm. no no not even close oh no we're all struggling and no one no one shows that no one really shows the struggles i think just last week I, I ran out of oil in my house and oil is so expensive it right is. now. Yeah. I'm like, oh gosh. So I went to the gas station yeah. with my five gallon containers, filled yeah. them up with diesel fuel and poured them in my tank just to get through. And I had my kids help hold the funnel. <laughs> and I said to them, I'm like, you're going to thank me for this one day because you're learning that like, yeah, I want them to learn that I'm not perfect. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing the best that I can. But there's times that we're struggling because yeah. I think now you live in this illusion that everything perfect, everything's great. And then you have kids growing up, going off to college, going to do things. And they're like, wait a minute, this is hard. I can't do this. This is, and then that's when you have all these, you know, mental health and all these other things, you know, add on to that because, wait, my parents did it perfect. Everyone else is doing it perfect. Why is it hard for me? It's hard for everyone. Just not everyone shows how hard it really is. I had that conversation with actually the psychology professor like the the main professor for hack um she was my first podcast and and we were talking about that and she said nowadays people suffer from depression more than ever before because of that people Mm -hmm. think based on social media and all this stuff 
that everybody has it perfect and then like you're struggling so much and you think like you're the only one well reality is you're not the only one mm -hmm. but also i just recently had a groundbreaking revelation epiphany i call it um that was i don't have to be perfect you know yeah like and it, it was one of those like internally like you just click like oh my god like all of this weight just gone like i don't have to be perfect nobody's really like and if somebody was asking me to be perfect like screw them you know yeah I mean? yeah <laughs> i'm sorry like, it's not gonna happen you know i'm a human being just like you like i'm gonna feel so like that realization yeah. like i don't have to be perfect like i'm and that's fine yeah it's like so perfectly really, imperfect exactly Now, I'm curious now with all these kids that you have and going out and talking to them in the schools, and I feel like they're growing up in a very different society than when even I did. Mm -hmm. They're exposed to social media a lot younger. They're exposed to all these different things. So I'm just curious, do you see that with them when you're going out? Do you see anything different that you're unable to relate to as to when you were that age? Yeah, definitely. It's just like nowadays there's so many resources that are so easily available and they mm -hmm. take it for granted. Growing up in a country like the one that I grew up on, uh, it was so hard to like, you know, just do things. You had to struggle to, you know, get stuff, anything, whatever mm -hmm. that is. Go have fun with friends. You had to, you know, tell your parents like, hey, I need some money. It's not like I was poor, but still, mm -hmm. it's not like here in the United States. Like everything is so easily they're available so these kids mm -hmm. grow up thinking like everybody has it like that and that's why i'm so thankful about life because i know what struggle looks like and you know you understand yeah. what struggle looks like so like when you see somebody else complaining about something that it's so like why are you complaining <laughs> like yeah you don't even know oh gosh well yeah. i know and i i have two kids i have a i have an 11 year old and a nine year old and they like to try to watch youtube <laughs> let me t do you know what nine and 11 year olds watch on youtube All it's right. it's awful it's awful let me just say it's awful. um <laughs> well a lot of times it's like hey let's have a challenge whoever can stay on this float in the pool the longest wins ten thousand oh. dollars i'm like this is not reality kids this yeah. is not mom can we do this no you can't <laughs> mom does not have ten thousand dollars to give you for staying on the sofa for 24 hours so so but again i think it's feeding into that and oh, they yeah. go, well can we do that can we have a youtube channel I'm like you can and i thought well what can we do what can youtube channel can you do to make a positive impact yeah. but for some reason these are the videos that are connecting yeah. to kids and it's not just my kids it's, If you'll look at them and it's millions of followers and it's like it's almost like instead of playing games instead of interacting with your family we're just watching other people do it Uh, it's like no 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 so i say the kids turn the tv off let's play a board game get uh, a game out let's do great. something that's yeah no i i i love that because actually i tell people look to be honest like that's why i have you have you have two type of mentalities in the world you have those who are the producers and those who are the consumers right mm -hmm. when you become a producer you actually get to enjoy life and realize like yeah this takes work For sure. Yeah. But the enjoyment that I get out of it versus like sitting down and, and it's not like I don't listen to somebody else's content or don't consume at all, but I don't just consume. I also produce that way. Anything that I'm getting in, I'm also giving away. 
And yeah, it's not oh, just I like, like that. You know, because when you're just consuming, 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 like you modeling, you are producing. Yeah. You're producing content. You have to go somewhere else. You have to talk to other people. Mm-hmm. You're forced, in a way, um, to do that. So, my last question, no, actually not last, but second to last question. What do you want people to know about you? What message do you have for the world? Basically, I just, I want people to know that they could do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. and to not see any barriers. Um, like I said, it, it would have been very easy for me to go, oh, I'm a mom. I'm 35 now. That's that's not an appropriate age for a model. That's not this. Oh, I have stretch marks. I can't do this. No, you can. And that's what I'm trying. That's what I want everyone to know is if you have a dream or you have a vision or you just want to do something, do it because that's going to be a lot better than looking back one day and wondering, what if? What if I would have tried? What if I would have done this? That's awesome. Thank you again. No, <laughs> thank you. Time. Now, last question. If you could go back in time and have a conversation with yourself, what would you say to yourself? What piece of advice would you give to yourself? I would probably tell myself to be to be easier on myself and forgive myself mm. more because like I said I'm I'm the most hardest person on myself that I think I think we all have to practice more self-compassion and self-love and to be more forgiving of ourselves. Guys, you heard it. Uh Jen, again appreciate your time thank you so much for stopping by how can people find you on social media or uh, anywhere that you want them to find you yeah the best place to find me would be on my instagram so that's niffer fx and i spell it n-n-i-f-f-e-r and then fx perfect perfect awesome well you guys please go follow her see the content that she's posting i know it's gonna have a positive effect in your life i know it has yeah I, I, in my own life it has done it And um, I'm really thankful that it, for whatever reason we got to connect. So thank you for, you know, reaching out in a way. Because I, I think like we found each other through Facebook or Instagram or something like that. So that was yeah. great. No, it's nice. And I'm saying don't don't fight coincidences. So when things happen and you get opportunities to connect with people, just go with them. Because you never know where it might lead. Definitely. I, I'm all up for that. So guys, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Do not forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so. Please share with your friends, family members, anybody that you feel like should listen to this. This was a great podcast, guys. And usually, like, I say that, but I genuinely mean it that this one was genuinely, like, the content all the way from beginning to end was on point. So um, please share that. Go to my website, amarbro.com, so you can see what I'm up to. I'm always updating weekly. Uh all the content that I post. So make sure you uh, tune in every week. Thank you guys. And I'll see you until next time. Peace.